Hello and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally with using fine motor and functional life skills. I'm your host, Mr. T. Questions, comments, suggestions are always welcome at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. We're talking tips to help kids, especially in our crazy times, some practical advice, some real advice in some surreal times. Let's talk with the help of your therapy source how to improve focus and self-control, and how to initiate and plan motor skills. You know that all young children really need to learn self-control and how to focus. It's hard for us to focus, especially nowadays with the remote working and being home all the time and not being allowed out. How do we focus? At times, there are children who need extra help and may need even extra help rather than, than just regular extra help to learn these skills in order to function better in the classroom and at home. It's never too early to start even in infancy. As parents, therapists, and teachers, sometimes we delve right into fixing an issue, which also is a very funny meme of man versus lady, how we always want to fix things, but we need to understand things. So so to hear, Lahab, do we have to figure out what's going on, not just run to fix things? And we have to just take the time to determine what is already working. There are three steps that can help children improve focus, self-control, and being able to attend to the task that is in front of them. The first step is to determine what helps the child maintain self-control and focus. we got to observe very closely at school and at home, and now that all kids and all of us are home, observe them in their natural environment. When is the child able to stay focused? When is he able or she able to exhibit self-control? You could collect data if necessary to investigate the precursors to when a child is able to maintain self-control Better than others. When do you see that he's focusing better? Did you make him the first session of the day? Or is he better in the middle of the morning? Or is he better in the end of the morning? Now I have the four-hour block to see all the eight kids every day. Some do better at the 8.30. Some do better at the 10.30. And some do better at that last 12 o'clock slot. Sometimes kids do better in different points of the day. And us ourselves also, like we talked about when working from home, we have to optimize our ability to work and to, to be focused. It's much harder for me at night to see kids and be focused than it is during the day. That 8.30 to 12.30, 1 o'clock time slot is high tide, high time for me to get stuff done. That's why I wouldn't see kids normally, if can prevented, from like 3 to 8 or 3 to 9. Much harder time than the 8 to 12, the, the 8.30 to 1. We also got to use the approach from what we learned in the first of figuring out what helps them maintain self-control, what helps them focus to help the child stay calm and focused. For example, perhaps a baby is able to control emotions better when swaddled, or maybe it is when the child is in a quiet area, or maybe when the child is able to stand up and work or maybe when the children are able to express their emotions. Use the strategies right away to establish an environment that makes it easier for the child to maintain self-control. If the teacher, parent, therapist, or the child is able to figure out exactly what helps them to stay in control and focus, then the child is able to take the initiative to manage his or her own self-control. When the child does succeed, recognize his or her efforts. And then step three, incorporate the skills into the child's everyday routine. It's all about being in routine. It's all about being in a schedule and all all about being in the daily grind and helping things be part of the day. Help the child to carry out these strategies throughout the day to assist him or her to stay in control and to stay focused. Overall, the goal is to use the techniques that the child already has for self-regulation and infuse them throughout the day to maintain their self-control 
control and their focus. But how can we also help them initiate and plan motor skills? Motor skills is difficult. Motor planning is difficult. And figuring out steps to tasks might be difficult for many kids. Again, with the help of YourTherapySource.com, we could learn how to help a little bit in this area. Children who struggle with executive functioning deficits. Again, I like to use the word difficulties better. Those who have executive functioning difficulties may have difficulties learning how to initiate and plan motor skills. There are a few strategies to help initiate and plan when learning a new motor skill. You gotta work with the child to establish the end goal. By asking open-ended or more direct questions to the child, we can determine specifically what the end goal is for him or her. Perhaps they want to learn how to catch a ball in gym class. Maybe they want to climb the playground equipment. Maybe they want to write faster. Maybe they want to learn self-calming techniques. Maybe they want to maintain personal space or complete assignments quicker. By establishing a specific end goal, which also helps when you ask the child what they want to do better, what they wish they could do better, what comes difficult for them, children will understand the clear intent of why they are learning the skill with which will hopefully drive intrinsic motivation. We want kids to be intrinsically motivated, not extrinsically motivated. We want them to, to want to do it for themselves, for their own benefit, for their own acquisition of skill. We don't want them to do it just so they could get the marshmallow. We don't want them to do it just so they could get the squishy, even though we try to give out the squishies. And we don't want them to do it just so they could get the sticker or that just they could get this or that. We want them to intrinsically want it, internally want it, want it from within themselves instead of wanting it because of something else, something outside. We gotta break down the goal into a series of steps. We gotta help the child to determine what steps need to be taken to achieve the goal, such as using practice sessions or modifications or adaptations. Let the student help map out how to break up the skill. We ask questions to help prompt the child if necessary, but do not provide the solution to the problem. Sometimes we need the child to try to figure out what can be a solution. If the student is able, create a timeline of when each part will be completed. For example, if the student is learning how to climb stairs in a crowded stairwell, then the timeline could include activities such as climb the stairs independently with visual distractions in the stairwell, or climb the stairs independently with one other student in the stairwell. Finally, climbing the stairs with many students in the stairwell, gradually grading up the activity making it a little harder. Set dates for each skill to be accomplished. If the student is tackling a big academic project, encourage him or her to set specific dates with specific directions for each part of the project. And then you got to stop, reflect, and review. When you are moving through each piece of the overall goal, stop, reflect, and review. And this isn't just for the classroom. This is also for the home. This is for everyone in general. When we want to try to accomplish something, when we want to get to a goal, we should stop, reflect, and review at different points along the continuum. To encourage staying on task, the student can self-talk, asking, is what I am working on now going to help me achieve this goal? Review and check if the student is able to repeat what was previously learned and show 100% achievement of that piece. Ask the student if they need to change the timeline or any strategies that are being used. Encourage the student to reflect on what, if anything, could be changed to do if better the next time. It's always good to think about how we can improve focus and self-control for the kids. It's always good to think about how we could figure out motor skills, things that come difficult for many kids, not always easy for every kid. And especially nowadays times when we're home and we have the children more with us, we could try to fine-tune these things and try to 
help them even more in these areas. Join us next time as we talk about how to help children with anxiety. A few strategies here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.